Good afternoon, everyone. Billy Oliveri here with the Blockchain Advisor. Today, we are excited to break our long silence of uh, interviews that we've had on the channel because I was uh, engaged in, in writing a book and finished up that book for state planners and state attorneys and financial planners on recovering cryptocurrency for their uh, their clients. But this is going to be our first um, interview that we're really directing and focusing toward investment advisors. And with me today is Miguel Kudra. Kudra. Miguel reached out to me through LinkedIn, and normally I delete every single invitation that comes in to connect. I normally delete everybody that has a product to sell because I just don't have enough bandwidth to deal with this. And most of them are people, uh, coaches trying to help me grow my business. But Miguel's email was a little bit different because when I looked at level one or L1 advisors on, on LinkedIn, it seemed really interesting that there was an advisor platform here that I felt fills a need a massive need for investment advisors to be able to advise their clients on cryptocurrency assets, but not take custody of those assets. And that's what we're going to be having that conversation with Miguel about. So Miguel, welcome to the Blockchain Advisor. Thank you for being our our, our new maiden uh, interview after many, many months of taking a break. Uh, thanks for being here with us today. Hello, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, thank you for accepting my my LinkedIn um, invite request. Um, glad we. I'm glad we connected. No, thanks. Uh, thanks again. And again, I just want to let you know, and and you know, we try to be as transparent as possible here. That you know, I have permission, your permission to upload this to Spotify. That you know, we can go out in the, in the whole world with this conversation. Uh, again, I, I do very little editing. It's a very raw and basic conversation. So let's just just roll with the swings, yeah, roll with the punches, and we'll go from in. there. All right. So awesome. Miguel, tell me, where are you located? Uh, what were some of the things that brought you into the cryptocurrency space? And like, what are your hobbies, interests? What, what led you down to this path? Because there's a lot of different ways people found uh, crypto and, and blockchain assets. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll give you a little bit of my background because it, it it kind of... Um, helps understand where, where where I'm coming from. So I was born and raised in in Venezuela, um, moved uh, to Vancouver, Canada in 2009. I spent the last 13 years, uh, 14 years almost in Vancouver, um, and then I recently moved to Miami, Florida in November of two, uh, 2022 uh, last year. So I, I've only been in Miami for a few months, um, really enjoying the the sunshine here and and the warm weather. Um, uh, not missing the the rain, but um, what what got me into crypto originally? It, I was I was running an online tutoring marketplace. It was uh, one of the one of the startups I I um, I co-founded um, back in the day, and um, we we had a, a, a global tutor base. We had over ten thousand tutors from forty different countries. Wow! And the main problem um, we we had at the time was paying a bunch of these people who did not have in some countries, bank accounts, uh, they did not even have a PayPal account. Some of them would have to borrow, uh, quote unquote, a PayPal account from a friend uh, who would basically help them receive the money. Um, and after the fact, they would just, just they would just pocket about 50% of the original payment. So wow. um, that was that was very broken. And this is 2013. Uh, mind you, uh, Ethereum, Ethereum uh, did did not exist at the time. So, so um, a friend of mine, a now friend, back then a coworker, um, was telling me about Bitcoin. I, I kind of uh, dismissed it uh, at, at at a first glance. I, I I honestly did did not understand 
um, my, my, my very first impressions and I, I was just busy. So I, I just did not look into it in 2013, but about a year later, I, I start reading more about it. Uh, later on in 2016, um, I, I look at Ethereum and, and then suddenly I'm very intrigued. Um, I, I, I realized that that could be a, a very effective way to pay people out. And not only that, um, with Ethereum, uh, you, you suddenly had the opportunity to issue tokens and, and kind of grow a marketplace um, and, and provide uh, utility and, and allow your, your users to retain value and be participants of a network, true participants. Mm -hmm. So uh, as a marketplace, I was, I was very intrigued. Um, and, then, and then when I really dove in, I, I, I remember thinking, uh, this, is, this is so interesting. I, I, I want to uh, definitely start investing personally. But then as I, as I started investing, um, so many ideas uh, came up um, around potential products to build in the space. And so uh, that's that's when I decided to to go all in and and I knew I was going to to work in crypto for the foreseeable future. Um, and i've I've been involved in in the space ever since. So uh, my first company in crypto was called Ben, Ben.co. It was a non-custodial uh, wallet for Bitcoin and ether. And it it had a chatbot embedded. So the whole idea was, uh, let's onboard people into crypto, uh, much like they would get onboarded by a friend who mm -hmm. they can have conversations with. It was a conversational UI. It could help them uh, buy their first portion of a Bitcoin. It could help them get started uh, with um, learning about the different use cases. But um, it was a very small market at the time. Uh, this this was pre-DeFi. So the the use cases were were really store of value and payments um, and uh, for 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 the other use cases that were being built uh, this was the 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 time of the ICOs um, there, there 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 wasn't really anything out there for people to actually use so we we ended up shutting down um, my co-founder and I um, both stayed in crypto um, I I ended up uh, doing some consulting for for Dapper Labs and then I joined. Uh, a company called Bitso, which grew to become the largest crypto player in Latin America. And um, I was at Bitso for three years. And um, by, by the time the second bull market um, came about, and as, as we were kind of entering into a bear market, my my own needs as an investor um, kind of started showing. And I, I started thinking a lot more about my on-chain wealth and my on-chain assets, which currently I, I most of my liquid assets are, are on-chain. Um, and I went down a rabbit hole of what if there's other people like me? Um, I bet there are other people like me that have this problem. And yeah, one thing led to another. And 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 um, yeah, this is where, where the, the, the idea for, for L1 Advisors came, came about. And um, I'm, I'm back with my co-founder in Ben um, working on this company. So yeah, this is it's a long story short, uh, long story short, been in, in the crypto since 2016. And yeah, I haven't, haven't left ever since uh, building. Well, it seems like you've got a lot of experience for a guy that has only been in for about seven years. So that's pretty exciting. And you are a young guy. Uh, so it's really great that you're building things, right? Thank you. So, you know, one of the things that I found most interesting, Miguel, actually, was I remember, you know, here in the Chicago area, we had something called the Blo the Voice of Blockchain. It was a really mm -hmm. big trade show that lasted about two or three days at Navy Pier. And this is probably 2018, 2019, 2017, 2018. And again, being a independent 
owner of a registered investment advisory firm that is met Ethereum and blockchain in 2016. One of the things that has always frustrated me, and I and I'm okay with the frustration, was that because it was a new technology, was is there a way that I could trade cryptocurrencies and not take custody of those assets for my clients? Because this is a FINRA question. One of the mm -hmm. big, big, big elephants in a room, and it's not really a, it's not an elephant in a room, it's just a big deal, where if you are a small advisor, taking custody of client assets, it's a huge pain and nobody wants to do it. What beauty, what benefit that TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity, any LPL financial, like any platform that investment advisors use to manage assets, they're the custodian. We don't have access right. to those assets. We're just, we have limited discretionary authority and we can make a few trades with or without, you know, the, depending on our arrangement with our clients. But, you know, there is, there is someone at the gate making sure I don't take those assets, right? There's always a, uh, checks and balances. If a debit from a client account is bigger than, you know, what would be a traditional quarterly annual management fee, and I think from my conversation with you that we had briefly the other day that you have kind of solved that problem. Here, you guys at L1 have created a platform in a way for investment advisors to converse and send. I'll call it pairs trading: Bitcoin versus Ethereum, Doge versus Shiba whatever, like a different kind of pairs trade to our clients. And they maintain custody of the, the transaction at all times, right? They're just signing the transaction with their own wallet. So I'm being able to send a message in essence, if I understand it correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sending a message to my client. I think we should buy Bitcoin and sell Ethereum, send it to the client. He agrees, signs the, the transaction. I don't see it. He just accepts it like a like anything else. And the, the, trans the transaction happens on his side, not on my side. But yet, it still allows me to see the on-chain assets. It's a great little platform. It's a beautiful user experience. Tell me, is that do I have it right? Is this what you're doing? That's a, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Absolutely. Um, I, I would add, not just, we, we not only enable tears, uh, pairs trading or swaps, we enable any sort of transaction that happens on chain. So if you can think of a DeFi protocol uh, out there, you can make a recommendation on it as long as we support it. And we're, we're growing our, our list of supported protocols. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a way, a great way to put it. Great. And so I guess my next question is, or another, another feature of your platform potentially is, that you will be able to allow investment advisors to bill or send an invoice to our clients, which is what we do anyhow. And it's up to them to release the assets out of their custody wallet. And they can pay us in cryptocurrency or send us a check, you know, depending on whatever our relationship with the client is. Is that do I have that correct? That's right. And the reality when you when you look at the the market today, most financial advisors, most RIAs have clients investing in crypto on their own. And and the reality is. They, 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 it's the situation is that because of the complexities of custody that you described, um, it, it applies to uh, one man operations that um, like sub 10 million in, in assets, uh, all the way to firms that have billions and billions under management. Crypto custody is, is very complex. Thankfully, there are solutions uh, in, in the market for, for qualified custodians, but mm -hmm. a client that is 
a crypto native individual or, or, or someone that is already comfortable in crypto will, will most likely be self-custodied. Even if mm -hmm. you allow them to use a qualified custodian, they're not going to want to move those assets because they are very active in DeFi and, and, and they want to, I mean, you, you've probably heard the, 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 the phrase, uh, not your key, not your, not your keys, not your coins. And right. that's, 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 that's a reality. And so when, when, when the market has gone through what it's gone through in the last um, year or so with with centralized lenders uh, going belly up and centralized exchanges um, uh, basically uh, blowing up, people worry about where they're custodying their assets. And so I, I think there's going to be a growing number of individuals and institutions, honestly, that that uh, want to remain self-custody. And so that is a huge and growing segment of the market that advisors haven't had a way to basically address. And so our product uh, allows a financial advisor to bring on those assets in a non-custodial way um, and add them to their practice, add them to their already existing financial picture of their client. Chances right. are they they are advising on traditional assets and um, it, it, they should also be they should also consider on-chain assets into that picture. So that that's exactly what we what we allow them to do. Um, and uh, again, there's there's absolutely no need for clients to move assets in order to do it. They just connect their wallet and then the advisor gets immediately they get read-only access to those assets and the ability to make recommendations. You know, you guys, I hope you know how far ahead of the curve you are, because I still get emails on a daily basis on how to bring client uh, assets that are at their a previous employer or they're not held, they're held away assets into my purview to help them create a holistic retirement plan or retirement roadmap. And so we're still trying to deal with held away assets from the traditional sense of the word. And here you guys have already leaped across this great chasm of, okay, investment advisor, maybe you can't get their 401k plan or their 403b plan from their school board that they you know, the school that they've worked at. But now we're permitting you an opportunity to see in a transparent blockchain what your 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 clients on chain assets could be. And I, I think that that's just absolutely a way. And and uh, I mean, Bill, we we we're building this for the future of all asset classes. I I'm I'm I mean I'm obviously uh, very excited about crypto as as an asset class. I I I'm investing in it as much as I can. But the the thesis really in the long term is that all asset classes come on chain, and when that happens, at the same time, self custody is going to be increasingly easy uh, for for people to 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 do. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, trillions, tens of trillions of dollars that are managed by RIAs in the US and uh, around the world right. are suddenly going to need new rails to 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 function. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that's that's going to to benefit both uh, advisors and clients. When you when you think about the benefits of being self custodied, you keep you keep more of your yield in your pocket. You're not paying so much in fees, which the entire traditional um, financial system is. Uh, most of their the, the the business models of these institutions is built on and around custody. And right. so, yeah, ultimately that that's what we envision um, um, to that that will happen. You know, and they also say that you have to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And here we are. It's March 28th, 2023. We have a big 
banking crisis going on around the globe with Credit Suisse, uh, a Silicon Valley bank assets, signature bank going in receivership from to the FDIC, and even the broker dealers like Charles Schwab shares and all financial services are under pressure because of the what's going on in the banking system. So I asked myself, yes, Schwab, TD, Fidelity, they are going to be qualified custodians for digital assets. But that's sort of the opposite of the value proposition of what cryptocurrency was meant to be. And that is self-sovereign, decentralized, self-custodied assets. I mean, I get, I get the idea of having my my broker dealer hold custody asset, you know, hold my 401k plan, right? Or my Vanguard shares that are that my balances. Mm -hmm. But we all know that those shares are lent out and rehypothecated, used as clutter for other items. If you followed Caitlin Long for any amount of time on LinkedIn, a former Goldman Sachs pension expert, money expert, banking expert, fractional reserve expert, it's Caitlin Long. And so to, to to see potentially investment advisors interact with both traditional investing and a digital asset space is really, I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir here, man. I mean, that, that's like the mission statement of my firm is to break that, to, to bridge the gap between traditional investing and digital assets. And you guys are doing it, which, all right, so let's tell you what, let's, um, what do you want, are you interested in sharing screens and just doing a quick- uh, Absolutely. You know? Okay, so I'm yeah, going to enable- do a demo. I think I already- Gave you permission to share. I think screen. I can so, now. All right, so yeah. go ahead, Miguel. Let's let's do the best we can and and hope hope for the best. Perfect. So you can see it now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm going to start off showing the client side of our interface. So this is what a what a client would see when they when they go to l1advisors.com. You could go to l1advisors.com and connect your wallets, and then and then you'll see this anytime. So. Um, Basically, what we're doing here is is we're pulling assets from a number of different uh, non-custodial wallets, and we are aggregating them all into a single dashboard. So we'll show you um, what assets are in the wallets. We'll show you what assets are locked in any particular DeFi protocol. We'll show you NFTs, um, if you have any NFTs. And then there's a few layers uh, to this dashboard. The first one is the, the ability to understand your risk exposure. I think there's 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 a lot that can be done around risk management. People in crypto um, don't really have the tools to, to manage and understand the the risk that they're exposed to. And there's a lot of risk. Uh, and, and and some people are more comfortable with with risk than others. I'm personally um what what um would be called a, a degen when it comes to to risk. And this tool actually allows me to um, put my my feet on the ground and and kind of take a step back and understand uh, what's going on. Um, then we we also have the ability to set up goals, financial goals, which, as you know, is, is the foundation of financial planning. Um, and one goal is tied to one wallet. So always one goal per wallet. And then we'll track the assets in that wallet as the balance of that goal. And then where things get interesting is in the ability to talk to advisors here. So um, I can I can basically chat with my financial advisors um, I, I could I could basically exchange files um, and and now I'm gonna flip over to this particular advisor's account, which is a test account. I mean I, I'm not a I'm not an advisor. Um, I'm just testing this product. And um, here we are. So this is this is a test account. I'm an advisor here um, and I have access to a number of different clients that I've 
invited to uh, to to join me on the platform. And um, as an advisor, I can chat with any one of my clients. Um, and where where things get really interesting is um, here, I can now see the exact same dashboard that I was showing you on the other side. I have read-only access to that information. So it's the exact same thing, exact same assets, same same goals, same risk um, report. And then I can start to make recommendations to this client. So the first thing that, that you're going to see is um, a breakdown of my client's wallets and then uh, the, the each, each asset in that wallet and the balance that they're holding. Mm -hmm. so, so I can immediately get a picture of uh, what they have in their wallet. And that helps me kind of understand what my next suggestion is going to be. So let's say, for example... Uh, that I, I I worked with my client on a new yield uh, strategy. So my client wants to generate, let's call it 5% or 7% a year in, in yield. Mm -hmm. um, big, big or very hot topic now with people that bought treasury notes and now the, the, those, the value of those um, uh, are, are dropping as, as interest rates um, uh, increase. Um, Eventually, uh, the 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 tre treasury notes are not going to pay as much as they're paying now, and and mm -hmm. people are always going to chase yields, right? So I think I think we're going to uh, go back to to DeFi for a lot of yield on stables very soon. So this is this is a great way to to achieve that. So let's say I I, I want my client to get a new position in Dai, which is a stable coin. So I'm going to recommend a swap from ETH to die so let's do uh let's do that i can choose which one uh which wallet i want my client to make that particular transaction from so mm -hmm. th this is the one i'm recommending i'll save this and then let's actually um provide some liquidity let's let's uh let's do a swap and and uh create we'll we'll, we'll create a position in a uniswap b3 pool uh, which we're providing um, liquidity to an automated market maker, um, and that'll gener generate fees, and that's the yield that this particular client is going to realize. Um, and so the the pair is going to be ETH and Dai. There we go. Um, and uh, I can choose the deposit amount. In this case, I'm we'll just do actually let's do ETH, and my deposit amount be zero point zero one, just for testing purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, so this this is where things could get really technical for. Does it, for does a it pop up in a, in a U.S. dollar value? Can I see a U.S. how it's valued in dollars um, versus just ETH? So so this yeah I could I could see ticks in Dai which which it tracks the 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 the, the I mean it, these would be mm -hmm. very very close to to U.S. dollars. Okay. Um, Got it. For for swaps you can see the the previews in Perfect. U.S. dollars the equivalent okay, um, amount, and so. This is where things could get really complex and technical for a client to actually manage on their own. So if you if you're if you've done uh, providing liquidity um, on on automated market makers specifically on Uniswap v3, you'll you'll see how um, how volatile some 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 pools could be depending on the asset, of course, mm -hmm. but how important it is to set the right price ranges. It can be really time-consuming to deploy a number of different positions with very specific um, price ranges, so that you get the the you know not, not only do you get the the most yield, but you also protect yourself against impermanent loss. Sure. Um, so advisors can actually abstract all of that functionality 
um, or, or complexity rather away from clients. So I, as an advisor, I'm, I'm, I'm setting these up for my clients and, and they don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and set this up and then um, I'm happy with this recommendation. Um, so I'm going to, oh, of course, when you do a, a live demo, um, things actually uh, start to break. Here we yeah. go. I'm going to request a quote. Okay, so now I can save this recommendation and I could go on. I could, I could just add more and more types of recommendations. Um, we're, we're growing our, our, our integration uh, list uh, into protocols. And so you're going to be able to, to add all kinds of recommendations in the future. We're going to submit these two, a swap and a uh, swap and create position. I'll submit. My client will now get an email uh, from L1 Advisor saying, hey, you have a new, a new uh, transaction recommendation from your advisor. So let me switch back to the uh, client interface. So effectively, I can now go to my transactions and see that recommendation very simply um, put in a very uh, clean interface without having to worry about how much slippage I'm going to uh, create in this swap or which protocol I'm going to use to, to, to do this swap or worrying about liquidity. I don't need to worry about any of that stuff. I just go and sign the transaction. And that's it. I, I Miguel, made a swap. I may need to interrupt you just for a second. I am so entranced by your presentation that I think you might be sharing the wrong screen with me. Because oh, I really I don't, I don't know if I'm picking this up on I see it in front of me, but I don't know if Zoom is recording it. Can you just double check that for me? Um I I can't see my screen because I'm I'm sharing. So okay. um, but if you see it, Zoom should be are you seeing a transaction confirmed screen yeah, right now? I, yeah, I see yeah. it all, but I, I just want to make sure that I see what you're what you're showing. It should be. Like if you're seeing it, that's what uh, Zoom should be recording. Oof, yeah, okay. so um, this, this, this is confirmed. Okay. Yeah, this is confirmed. And now I, I'm, I can move on to the next one. And so again, very clean interface. Uh, just just one click and and I get to sign this. Or I could also say, you know what? I I don't think it's it's a it's a good idea for me to do this. Um, I'll just hit no thanks and that's it. Um, so so this is it. Um, the 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 product allows really um to to uh, financial advisors to interface with DeFi protocols in a very simple and uh, and and an intuitive way, and it allows a, a clients to work with those advisors make better financial decisions on chain, and most importantly, um, remain self-custodied. Love it. Love it. And so again, I'm going to also be the devil's advocate here and just ask some questions that uh, of course, that you're maybe you're, you're probably prepared to answer, but I'm going to ask them ad hoc here. So question is, is there functionality inside the platform where I could, because if I'm messaging inside the system, that is a conversation I'm having with a client. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not a FINRA expert, but I would say that it's something that needs to be archived in our typical customer communication. So mm -hmm. there's so the question is not necessarily is your messaging app inside, you know, L1 FINRA compliant, but are there in the back end, are there profile settings that I could send and receive the conversation in an email? So my client would put my email address on as the trusted individual or the trusted contact and all those conversations would come to me. I mean, I just want to have the conversation with you on the regulatory space that we find ourselves in, right? Being able to communicate and record and archive client communications. Where are you guys with that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a very fluid space. Um, regulations um, come up all the time, and 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 we adapt our product quickly. We're we're building everything from the ground up. I mean, everything right. I've I, I've shown you um, um, was was built in the last year. So um, the 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 short answer is, if you if you ever need an archive of uh, your your raw conversation history, you can always get in touch with our team, and 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 we'll provide that um, okay. uh, right away. Um, if if that's something we we actually see most advisors needing uh, on, a, on an ongoing basis, we'll build it and, and we'll we'll provide the ability. Right now, um, you can go into any of the conversations on L1 and, and and you can scroll all the way up to the very beginning of of your chat history. Excellent. So it doesn't get archived after sixty or ninety days, and I have to necessarily put in a request. Theoretically, all my conversations are here for the entire life cycle that's that right. I'm using the software. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, we don't we don't delete any any conversational uh, data. Um, so so anything that that you need in terms of an archive, we'll, we'd be able to provide. Those should be encrypted and put on the blockchain. <laughs> okay, no. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the, I mean that's that's the that's the goal. Eventually, we we we'd love to be completely um, decentralized and 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 not have any sort of centralized uh, database or any sort of um, central point of failure. Um, so hopefully hopefully we, we can do that as as uh, infrastructure allows us to, to do that. Absolutely. Excellent. Now, is there any other functionality in the platform you want to talk about, Miguel? So, um, I mean, the, the functionality is, is, is really centered around tracking your your clients portfolios mm -hmm. um in, in in the future uh we're, we're actually working on on exciting new features around pnl i think that's one of the biggest um things we we've been we've been asked to build mm -hmm. understanding your basically starting from your your cost basis um showing you exactly uh where where you're at and 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 then from there allowing advisors not just financial advisors but it could also include um cpas for example to, mm -hmm. to make very actionable recommendations that take into account your cost basis very it's very hard to do uh, right. very complex to do um but it's something we we want to be able to support um we, we're going to build more and more around risk uh that that risk core feature that i showed you the mm -hmm. the, the whole idea is we want to allow or we want to help financial advisors grow their business. Um, that's that's ultimately what, what we want them to achieve. And to do that, they need to be able to work with more and more clients effectively. And then they need to also be able to provide a great um, level of service to those clients as they grow their book. And so one of the ways we're going to be able to do that is basically allowing advisors to set up strategies that are aligned with specific risk course or 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 yeah, risk risk course and profiles, mm -hmm. let's call them, um, that they can make these recommendations on on mass to their clients. So sure. that's that's also in the pipeline. Um, and um, yeah, I'd say those are the things that I can that I can talk about uh, today. So again, I'm not a technologist per se, so I'm going to ask this question: Is in order to get the information imported into your platform, the 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 tokens that are on chain. Are there APIs that you're connecting with? Like, are you, am I, are you connecting with like a Coinbase API to get the information of the client's wallet? Or am I eventually just adding them manually on a weekly, monthly basis? Like, because I'm just wondering how, where, how does the information get in here for the advisor to have like real time or updated information? All the information is 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 in real time. It's shown in real time. Um, we you don't ever have to put any any sort of uh, information manually. You don't have to update anything yourself. The moment you add 
one or more wallet addresses to your account, we'll start pulling in that data in real Got time. Um, we, we do that from a number of different sources, um, some, some APIs, um, some, some public, some private APIs. Um, ultimately, as, as we scale, uh, we, we're, we're probably going to have to run, uh, run our own um, nodes and, and, and pull data from the blockchain directly. Uh, thankfully, there, there are um, more and more tools that we can use, things like the, the graph um, protocol that, that uh, are, allow us to, um, to query different protocols and, 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 and chains um, directly. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, there, there's, there's so much data from so many different places, um, mm -hmm. and then we do our own um, uh, cleaning of the data. There's, there's a lot of spam as well. I mean, you've, you've probably seen some tokens in your wallet that you, that you, never, um, that you never put there, and, and we have to filter a lot of those. Wow. We, we, we do a lot of massaging uh, to the data behind the scenes to present it in, in a in a safe and, and reliable way for, for both clients and advisors. So as the investment advisor, let's just, let's just do a hypothetical case. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a conversation. I meet somebody at a networking event. He's like, yeah, Bill, I want you to manage my IRA, my 401k, my traditional investment account. And I want you to help me with my cryptocurrency. Great. We do the paperwork. We transfer everything over from Fidelity or Vanguard over to Schwab, whatever. And then now it's time to do the crypto side. It's time mm -hmm. to import those into the platform that I've just become a subscriber to L1, hypothetically. Yeah. Tell me then, like, what's the next step? Is the client cutting and pasting their wallet address in a email to me? And then I'm inserting it on your side, adding it, adding an address, or like, how does that work? Uh, it takes about five minutes for a client to get onboarded onto L1 and directly into your account. Um, so the what the only thing you need to do as an advisor is enter your client's email address into an in an invite form. Mm -hmm. the client will receive an email saying, "Bill just invited you to join them on L1 Advisors. Click here to join." The moment they click that link, they'll be prompted to connect their wallet. And as soon as they do that, they are paired up with you. You immediately get read-only access to their wallet. We immediately pull all of their assets, um, and and you can now see the same things. Mm -hmm. And then immediately you can actually start making transaction recommendations. So uh, it, it it's pretty pretty quick and, and easy. If they have additional wallets that they they have, um, they they can go to their settings and copy and paste their the wallet addresses into the settings, and then both of you will see the assets in those wallets right away as well. That's crazy. That's that's, ama <laughs> that's amazing, and 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 that's the, that's the beauty of crypto. I mean, we we it's 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 a it's a completely uh, trustless and permissionless rather um, uh, public database. Anyone can build on top of it. It's composable. I don't need permission uh, from any protocol to 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 build on top of their uh, their, their their infrastructure. I can access their data, um, and anyone that has a wallet can access world-class financial services. That, that, I, I mean, that that's ultimately how, how crypto wins, right? Am I, am I seeing the messaging, when I'm messaging my client, am I seeing it in the form of an SMS text message? Am I seeing it in a an app that I download from the Google Play Store or the Apple Store that has the embedded chat feature inside? Like, or is so it we we are so L1 Advisors is a is a web application. Um, mm -hmm. It is responsive, so you could you could go from your from your mobile device, go to L1 Advisors, connect your wallet, and then you're you're going to be able to chat with your clients on a mobile device. It okay. works. Uh, it it works uh, 
much much better on desktop. Um, I'll, I'll I'll recognize that. Mm -hmm. In the future, we're we're probably going to um, have a, a native mobile app. Uh, we're not there yet. There's a lot more to do on on web. But yeah, we're we're mobile responsive, so we'll work on on any platform. Interesting. Wow, so cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you got to the curve here. I mean, I really, I mean, that's the reason why I broke the silence with this podcast show because I was so excited about what you guys are doing and you have, you know, what appears to be a legit, I don't know what the term is you guys use. I mean, it's more than just a beta tester. You guys are actually, you know, you guys are using this with clients. I'm oh yeah, so we are live. We are live with with um, a handful of RIAs. Um, this is a very new space because there's nothing, um, there hasn't really been anything like L1 advisors out there. Uh, no RIA has actually thought about fully on-chain wealth management. This hasn't been possible. Um, and so now that it is possible, now that I'm, I'm having these conversations, uh, the wheels are turning. And so they, yeah. they are now starting to approach their clients and say, hey, now we have a way to bring those assets that we know you're holding in your self-custodied wallets. Let's bring them in to the, the, into your holistic financial picture. Um, and, and we can, we can also start advising on those assets. So I think that the, the space is going to start growing exponentially. We're betting on self-custody also becoming increasingly easier to, to, to do as a, as a, as a self-custody uh, individual and as, as a self-custody institution. So see, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, th I think we're just at the, um, at the um, um, uh, at, at the beginning of, of a, a huge market uh, for, for me. Sure. So I had I had asked you this question when you previously gave me a demo on the product, and that is, I saw that you were interacting with MetaMask as a wallet. Not my favorite, but my question to you is: Can you interact with? Can I connect a Trezor or a Ledger Nano to my desk, and I'll be communicating with my client. I send the recommendation. They can sign the transaction or sign the uh, with their offline. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I hold uh, most of my uh, assets in a Trezor uh, wallet in, in a couple of Trezor wallets. So uh, yeah, I I, I, um, I I understand why you're asking that question. Uh, many many clients will use MetaMask as their hot wallet uh, mm -hmm. because they they it's 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 just much much easier to interact with dApps um and and we support both so we support MetaMask we support any wallet that is also supported by Wallet Connect um okay. and so that's right. that covers right. uh virtually any any non-custodial wallet and then through MetaMask you can also um sign and interact with dApps with your Trezor or with your Ledger device so Wallet Connect is its own, like somebody else developed that, right? That's like a third-party app that you're able to grab those tools and because I've seen that, I've seen that before. Yeah, and they have they have software development kits that allow uh, companies like us to to very easily build um, uh, Wallet Connect integrations. Um, I mean, they they picked a, a, an amazing name. So so through them, um, we allow our, our our users, both advisors and clients, to connect their wallets, to sign local messages, and to also sign um, transactions on chain. Wow. So cool. All right. So what else do you want to share with uh, with our listeners, Miguel? Uh, you know, we got a few more minutes left to the podcast. Like what, I, in terms of business development, who is that your ideal client? Where are you? How are you reaching out to advisors? How are you? Oh, you spoke at, uh, at ETH Denver, right? Yeah, I was, I was there a few weeks ago. How did it go? It was it was excellent. It was great. I, I mean, I, it was my first year um, at ETH Denver. Uh, I 
I I was amazed uh, by the quality of attendees in mm-hmm. general. Um, uh, also also by the 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 quality of uh, the 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 companies and and the protocols um, present at the like on the floor. Um, the the speakers. There were more than twenty five thousand people. Um, and so no I mean the, the it was it was amazing. So this is yeah, not going I, away, I, is it? Oh, it's not. And you would you would think that in a bear market, um, like the 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 um, people would not be as as excited, but it is the complete opposite. Everybody's building. Um, right. We we are we're we've got our heads down, uh, building uh, products and, and building uh, solutions that that people need, and um, we'll we'll be here. And and the and and when the when the markets get better, and and when there's a a, a number of people coming in, uh, we'll, we'll get ready. We'll be ready to onboard them. So yeah, Ethever was great. Um, we've been, we've been getting in front of, of, um, so many different people and, 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 and types of prospective clients. So, so we have, um, our, our clients, our customers include both on, on the client side, crypto native individuals who want to make better financial decisions on chain, people who are, uh, mostly self-custodied. Mm-hmm. Um, many of these, uh, individuals have assets. Um, they've they've made all their wealth with crypto, so the the they 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 don't know anything else but but crypto. And and many of them need help uh, thinking about their long term financial plan. Many of them have or are starting or want to start a family. And and th- there's a lot that that comes with that, right? And and so so that that's on the on the client end of things. Um, we 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 also on the RIA side, on the advisor side, we work um, primarily with registered investment advisors in the U.S. Um, we're we're very focused on the on the U.S. market right now. Um, there there are about fifteen thousand RIAs in the U.S. Um, and um, a very small portion of those actually provide exposure to crypto to their clients. So right. we're 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 starting to look at those. Um, and then from there, there there's there's a, a a few different types of uh, firms that that we were going after. Um, primarily, I mean, the to, to summarize it, I'd say we're going after firms that um, are very aware that they have clients uh, investing in crypto on their own, and um, I, I think that is that is present on on all of those financials uh, financial advisors' minds. They they know they have assets that they're not actually incorporating into their their plans, and so. Um, that that's who we are primarily focused on. Excellent. And so uh, if people, especially investment advisors or financial planners want to get in touch with you, Miguel, what's the best way for them to contact you? Best way would be to go to l1advisors.com, find the uh, link on the footer of the page that says for advisors. And then there's a quick form uh, that uh, they can sign uh, or fill out rather, um, and then and then we'll be in touch with them to learn about their firm, learn about their practice, show them what our product uh, can help, how our product can help them, and understand how our product can help them. Um, and uh, if if they want to um, also reach me directly, I'm I can I I'm on Twitter. My DMs are open. I I've I've connected with so many financial advisors on crypto that. I mean, crypto Twitter is is where the action's at, right? right. And so, um, whenever whenever uh, I, I I meet a financial advisor that I know is is very active in in crypto Twitter, usually um, they send me a DM and they they want to learn more. Um, and so, Twitter is a great place to 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 connect. Um, at Kudry K U D R Y on Twitter. Excellent. 
So excited to have you on today. Honestly, Miguel, sometimes, you know, in my life, I have met a handful of people that while I, in, in my beginning formation of getting to know them, I say to myself, well, they're really doing something special. They're going to be, they're, they're really, they're really special people. And Miguel, I think you're one of those. And honestly, I'm- Wow. Thank you so much, Bill. That, really, that's very that's awesome to hear. Of what you're doing. And I think you're going to do fabulous. And uh, thank you for being on the Blockchain Advisor podcast show. Again, thank you for having me. People can reach out to you through Twitter at, at one more time. At Kudry, K-U-D-R-Y. At Kudry. All right, very good on Twitter. I'm going to make sure that I'm connected to you right now. And then- um, Or L1 Advisors. Uh, sorry, I should have said at L1 Advisors as well. Okay, L1 Advisor. And listen, Miguel, was there any concern, any conversation about cryptocurrency being securities and how the SEC was going to completely muck this up somehow? Or was it just forget them, forget old school, we're just moving and building stuff and we're putting our head down and it's just a matter of time before they meet us rather than us meeting them? Yeah, well, there's, there's I mean, there's, there's a lot going on there. Um, I, I think our position is, first of all, we, we, we are a completely non-custodial platform. So um, uh, from, from, from that perspective, there, 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 there's a lot of, of benefits uh, uh, in, in being self-custodied because a lot of these new rules and regulations that are being proposed for centralized custodians don't really apply to you. Um, we, we're, not, we're very cautious with how we, we're approaching our go-to-market in the U.S., um, how how we're building different protocol integrations, of course. Uh, right. we 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 always want to make sure that self-custody is is really self-custody and and suddenly an advisor can't just access some funds in a smart contract uh, and and suddenly um, take them uh, withdraw them, right? like we we do our due diligence on the protocols that we support. Right. Um, I mean, I, I I have my my personal opinions. I, I I don't think those those matter for for the for the show. But I'll tell you this. Um, I I think the the SEC um is 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 definitely um like tr trying to um trying to 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 control the the market and and they're they're going about it in a in they're 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 basically enforcing actions and they're not providing much guidance. Right. Um, I think ultimately many of these things will be determined and um and decided in 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 court and we're we're starting to see that with with um um like very very prominent uh, companies in the space Coinbase um actually fighting um what what um what what I mean, they 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 they've done a lot to try and and get clarity uh, right. from from and the SEC, and there hasn't been none. There hasn't been any, and and um, we we are such a small player uh, that we we can't really influence or control what what's going to happen. Uh, we are investors and and we are users of of the of this ecosystem, and uh, we we're doing everything we can as as that. As a company, though, we we are we we really believe that ultimately the the U.S. is not going to want to drive um, innovation out of the country, and and no government can shut down crypto, no government can shut down DeFi, and uh, I think it's in the best interest of, of the U.S. to to keep that in um, uh, on U.S. soil, and so we we, we believe that ultimately um, we're going to be able to 
serve the, the market and, and provide, ultimately we, we wanna provide value to, to our customers. I think that that's going to happen. Uh, we'll continue to, to fight the good fight personally, but I mean, those, those opinions, my personal opinions don't really matter. Uh, at this point, we, we're heads down building. That's, that's down. what we're doing. No, it sounds great. All right, man, listen, thank you again for being with me, Miguel. Uh, looking forward to perhaps having another conversation you know, shortly down the road and uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck. And just stay in line with me while I, uh, while I stop recording and we'll, we'll just say our goodbyes offline. Absolutely, thank you, Bill.